This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. Ha! All right, we're back, and you are in glorious HD. 3D. Am I? Yeah, no, I've got my 3D glasses on, so now you're popping out at me. Yeah? All of you, all of your parts are popping out. I like to pop out whenever possible. Don't know what that means, but I intend to find out on this episode of Podcast. The Podcast? Nope, we're just simplifying and calling it Podcast. (sighs) That's actually way catchier, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it, though? That's why... Uh, I'm into branding. What can I say? Wait, why has anybody thought of that? Because now when people are talking to their friends, they're like, hey, did you listen to the podcast last night? Their friends will always search Think of and us. find us yeah. first. Yeah. 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 So we're like two weeks in a row for the first time in like six six years. Well, we are, but we should probably go live before we talk about that. Like oh. right now, we're live. Now you can start talking, Jonathan. Wait, did we just intro the podcast not live? You introed the podcast not live. That last 18 minutes of you talking about video games, none of that Son was live. of a bitch. All right, yeah. so we are, listener, you weren't here for this, but Cody and I decided we're going to change the name of the podcast to simply Podcast. And the reason we're going to do that is because then when you're talking to your friends about, hey, did you listen to the podcast? They will always find us when they make that search first. I think it's a perfect idea. It was was marginally funnier the first time when... um, or, Or I recommended that we change our name to something that could be interpreted different ways in in a variety of languages uh something that may not even be a uh a real word and i pitched the idea we uh spelled with two eyes i i think it's a good it's a good sounding which i don't think we'll ever catch on quite honestly you know it's really isn't like, like legitimately isn't as funny the second time when you're repeating it it's like we're telling people about a comedy show that they didn't see right after it happened should I tell them about that comedy show that we thought about seeing? This see. is episode 95 of Unqualified Gamers. It's 2015, and this is our first episode of the new year, and I'm excited about that. If I seem unexcited or annoyed, it's just because I'm doing the podcast with John still. By now, I thought I would be doing it with John Stamos, but I'm doing it with Jonathan Martin. You think he's a big video gamer? You know, I don't know who John Stamos is. Or you I think he's just a Greek god? I literally don't know who John Stamos is. Like, was he on Full House? No, he's the he's the he's the Greek god of speed. That's that's what he does. That's Achilles. No, that's not Achilles. Wow, that's Hermes. That's Greek. Hermes. No, it's John Stamos. It's Hermes is the Greek god of speed or whatever you just and said. And recently he's been the Greek god of yogurt. In what? What? In yo- uh, yogurt. He's been the Greek god of yogurt. Remember that time we talked about... Th- you remember that time we, we, we talked about what we were going to talk about on the podcast before we did the podcast? And instead, tonight, we just ended up talking about John Stamos and re- rehashing an intro that happened before we went on. Do you remember that? That's a really good way to ring in the new year, isn't it? I think so. I, I don't know. If by good, you mean awful. 
But um, but we should at least like pretend that we're trying to engage the listener or entertain the listener or be compelling in any way, shape, or form. Okay, then let's talk shop. Okay, let's talk with video games. You want to talk video games? No, I want to talk shop class. What so does, remember when okay. we like we had to make planes out of wood? Yeah, mm-hmm. my plane was bad. Like, was it? Really, it was really bad. It was atrocious. Uh, yeah, let's talk video games. Maybe because we were supposed to be building cars and you made a plane, which is not a car. <laughs> oh my god! Well, no wonder I failed that assignment. That my plane may have also been the my plane issue. also didn't fly. Like what the hell? Right. So wooden objects, no matter how you shape them. Uh, do not automatically gain the ability to fly. This is why I play video games and I don't uh, create... Like, if, if I created a dog out of wood, I bet it wouldn't play with me in the yard. I bet, I bet it, it wouldn't. wouldn't. <laughs> so that was funny. Let's say something else funny. Uh, I should let, probably go because it's not going to come from you. We should lead with something really cool that's happening in the video game world right now. You mean something that we talk about like every six months when it happens that's my favorite seven days of the year in video I, games? Yeah, it's a really fantastic time. Listener, we have talked about this multiple times. You've probably heard us talk about it if you are a longtime listener, but uh, Games Done Quick is a speedrunning community that twice a year puts on a fundraiser for uh, I believe I believe in the summertime it's child's play and then in the wintertime it's uh, cancer research is that right? Incorrect, incorrect last, uh, I believe last um, January it was Medicine Sans Frontieres uh, Doctors Without Borders, Doctors Without Borders yeah. and then last summer it was the Prevent Cancer Foundation and this time it is also again the Prevent Cancer Foundation Right, so they, regardless they are, uh they they put on a speedrunning marathon specifically for um, some great causes. That's kind of what they've always done. And I want to say one time, I think last winter they raised over a million dollars. They didn't raise quite as much this past summer. No, last summer um, they raised a million. Last summer they raised a million. They've been raising a lot of money. Um, but the real draw of this is if you like video games at all, which assumedly if you're listening to our podcast, you, you might – um, they take video games from a variety. They take all of the video games, right? They take video games from all corners of the earth, and they bring in the people that hold the records uh, for the 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 speed runs for these games, um, and they just speed run them as fast as they can. And they air it on Twitch, and they're like, "Hey, donate money while we do this. Like we're doing this for you just for fun. You can donate money to us." Yeah, and that's it. Like, yeah. that's all. That's all it is. But um, the, the real draw for for somebody for like Cody and I, they do a lot of of kind of obscure games. Um, what I would consider obscure games, many times they're games that I've never heard of, um, and and those games I typically am not as interested in. I am really interested in the games that like I grew up with. For instance, right now as we're recording this, they're doing Super Mario Brothers three. I can't tell you the number of times I played through Super Mario Brothers three, but the speed at which they will play through this game um, is by far it's ridiculous. faster. It's ridiculous. It's it is it is. So um, just I'm looking at this, and they plan on beating it in an hour. The entire game without warps. So uh, that's like every level without warps. Yeah. So I mean, that, so... there's no no way that uh, people like Cody and I would ever be able to do that. Um, and and the coolest part about the way that they speed run, I think is that 
there are it's really kind of a no they they can put arbitrary rules on there so for instance they may play a role playing game and they may require 100% completion which means that like all of the side quests of that game need to be done um etc um or they may play an action game and it may have 100% completion um and that you know that may be that every single level has to be entered and completed from the start from the start to the end but i the real interesting ones to me are the ones that are their any percent runs and that is basically get from the title screen of the game to the credits of the game in as little time as possible using whatever method you can and oftentimes especially in older games because their their code is not quite as robust robustly written as newer games. Oftentimes there are some incredible glitches that people have figured out uh, to make these games happen in in the blink of an eye. So uh, a role-playing game, for instance, that Cody and I played many, many times as kids was Final Fantasy IV. There's a glitch that has been discovered within the game that allows you to basically teleport to the end of the game for, what, like 20 minutes or something like that? Or it might be after, like, a, a couple hours. But regardless, it's like, it's it's dumb. It's dumb. And it's totally awesome to see because the people that use this particular glitch end up finishing the game uh, with the most, like, the weirdest assortment of characters compared to what you're supposed to end the game with. And it basically completely breaks the game. So a lot of times these people are really breaking the game hard to to make their speedrun work. Yeah. Right? I would agree with that. Uh, and I I think that's super fun to watch. So that's going on for seven days, and they do it for such a great cause. I mean, the, I, it's just it's yeah, really Yeah, as cool. of the time of us recording this podcast, they've raised over $332,000 for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. I've only donated twenty five. I donated during the uh, – because uh, if you donate during certain games, they give you incentive goals, like – uh, donate at least $20 and you'll be entered for in a raffle for like this item. If you donate during the Legend of Zelda speedruns, you'll get entered for like a Minish Cap replica or, you know, a Zelda poster or something. Um, and I donated during uh, apparently a game I didn't love that much because I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. It wasn't Zelda though. It was uh, uh, something else. <clears throat> but I did donate um, 25 so far. Last marathon I think I donated around $100. Um just during just various watched, games, right? I watched it all week. I watched it all week. Today at work was hell. Um, now, you talked about liking games. And, and we won't spend it. Like, listener, we're not going to spend infinity time on this because, like, we have we have extensively spoken about this on our podcast. So we won't go, like, ultra deep into it. Um, but I like, I like the games. So just because I know a game doesn't mean that I necessarily want to see it. Like, Mario 3, uh, that doesn't do much for me. Uh, now, before Mario 3 was on, I watched Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels, which was Mario 2 in Japan, and then not ported on, uh, to America until Super Mario All-Stars. Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels uh, is an excruciatingly hard game. Like, I- I've said on this podcast, Super Mario Bros., the original, gives me anxiety because of the difficulty level. Um, it's just It's just unforgiving and super punishing, and if you get hit, you're dead, basically. And... They were speedrunning the Lost Levels, which is a much harder version of Mario, and that, to me, was really compelling and exhilarating. Mario 3, like, you've always got power-ups. Even the guys doing the speedrun are getting power-ups. Like, you've always got little things to back up on. It's You're never really punished like Mario. So I like those games. 
Um, and I like the games that just require a ridiculous amount of skill. Like, I watched I Want to Be the Boshi today. Oh my gosh, that game is incredible. And Witwix is the guy that speedruns it. Uh, you've got to follow him, at Witwix, um, on Twitter and on Twitch. I couldn't... You can't look away. You can't look away. And his run was outstanding. Like, he ran it at Summer Games Done Quick, but this time... It was unreal. It was unreal. I wanted. He died be... a couple times in that in that game at Summer Day, Games Done Quick, but I think you pretty much always do. I mean, I. Oh, you, he died. You said. Yes. Oh my God, he well, died a hundred three well... times in this run, and that yeah, was. I mean, I... he said that was extraordinarily low for a run. Um, yeah, but that's I mean, a different that, that kind game of game. Is yeah, it's a different game kind of insane. game. Yeah, and what, what I liked was uh, at SGDQ he did an any percent run, and this was a hundred percent run. So he did the optional boss at the end, which is really cool. But the, the amount of skill involved is 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 outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. So um, my favorite so far has been I want to be the the boshi or I want to be the boshi or whatever it is. Um, there's going to be a Super Mario World speed run actually probably while we're recording, so I'll check that out on YouTube later. And you can usually find all these videos on YouTube, um, I which like, is great, and yeah. as well as speeddemoarchives.com. I want to say that's yeah. their ho- that's their home site. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my other bread and butter is races. Like I love it when they split screen and they're all playing something at the same time. Um, well, I thought you meant like like races of people. Like you like people of multiple races. I do, I do. We're all inclusive here. But I, I, I do especially like when it shows split screen and there's two or three or four players going against each other to see who can do it the fastest. And uh, like the most exhilarating live uh, eSports, uh, I guess-ish uh, event I've ever seen was the Super Metroid speedrun race at AGDQ last year, which, I, I mean, just hasn't ever been. It's just ridiculous. you got to watch it. AGDQ 2014, Super Metroid speedrun. Um, but they have a lot more races this year. They have a Mario World speed race. They're going to have a Mega Man X race. Um, and it was actually a race that I was watching when I donated, but then decided halfway through, I was like, eh, they're not, they're not like, close enough. And I, I can't even remember what it was. So it wasn't, it wasn't particularly compelling um, t- to me. Wow, it's just escaping me. It doesn't matter. It, so, but anyway, look at the races. Was it today? No, it was yesterday. I think. Oh, I don't know what it is then. Yeah, it was, it was Monday. It was Monday. So there was a race Monday, and I was I was really interested, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch this, and then I did, and I was like, oh, well, they're not really close. It might have been Castlevania. It was Castlevania. It was Super Castlevania Four. The thing is, I don't like Super Castlevania Four. I think it's dumb, and I don't like the music. I think it sounds really cheesy. Oh man, you're you're wrong about that. That was a great game. No, it wasn't. No. Yeah, it was. It really was. It no. was a great game. I, I did not enjoy the speed race, um, but there are other ones that are closer. See, the thing is, that one was forty minutes, and by like twenty minutes, they were all like there was a, a disconnect to where how far they were. The Super Metroid speed run. It was like a 25-minute speedrun or whatever, and they – or no, I think it was close to 40. They were like 30 minutes in on the same screen. So that's what I like when it's like neck and neck and like any – I mean you miss a jump by a pixel and the whole crowd is like, oh, you know, like that's when you really get into it. I don't like it when it's like you pull way ahead or whatever. You know, it just doesn't work for me. Um, anyway – check it out uh it's on for another couple days after we post this podcast and you can check it out on youtube and uh, you can always donate um just not with the incentive goals but it was it was castlevania swag that i donated to and it is a 24 hour stream all the time so it is literally going all the time they do play some of those more obscure games um either in the mornings 
in the U.S. in U.S. time or the early afternoons, and then towards the evenings you tend to get your better known games, which is why there's like a Mario block tonight. Um, usually they end the last day with some of the the longer games. A lot of I think they did Chrono Trigger one year, they did Final Fantasy VI another year. Um, g- games were like there's a lot more to optimize. Optimize is a big word for them. There's a lot more to optimize with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can kind of see some really interesting stuff on yeah. those last days. Ocarina of Time, um, a full run, is going to happen Saturday. So, Yeah, I so mean, that know. sounds awesome. Yeah, that's so like definitely a check that deal. out. Yeah, and the times always slightly shift. Um, so in case you're not used to the schedule, they estimate how much time they'll all take, but the times will shift substantially. Um, there was, for some reason, Sunday or Monday, a very long delay during a setup, or someone just took way too long. I don't know what happened, but the entire schedule for the rest of the week shifted like an hour and a half. So um, that'll happen. It'll shift, and it's always live updated on their website. So just um, just double-check that because you don't want to go be like, oh, I'll be there at 9 a.m. Saturday, and then suddenly next thing you know it's actually 11 a.m. Saturday or 6 a.m. Saturday, which right now, 6 a.m. Saturday, is Risk of Rain, John Martin's number one game of 2014. And my number, th- and my number three or four. So we played good. it last night. That was a good time. We did. It was a good time. It was as good as I have you know, been playing it quite a bit recently with uh, with one of our friends. And um, I, now that I have all of the characters unlocked, which I never had all the all of the characters unlocked before, now that I have all the characters unlocked, like you know, a run of that game takes thirty to forty five minutes, and each of those characters plays so dramatically differently that. I, there's about nine or ten characters, and it takes multiple runs to really master those characters and their abilities, right? Not to mention all of the randomness that occurs with it being a roguelike and whatever items you're going to get on that run. That, that game is like endlessly replayable, obviously. I mean, just the way it's structured. Yeah, it's it really awesome. is. It's good. It's a, it's a delicious game. It's delicious, yeah. actually. Yeah, so it is that. So um, that's good. Um, have uh, I'm, and you've been playing a bunch of other stuff. You're probably going to talk about on this episode, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I have actually. Have you played anything? I beat Hyrule. I beat Hyrule Warriors. Related? Does that mean you got? No, everything? it doesn't mean I got everything. I, is who are you? Because that game that is that the game that has like eight billion unlocks i don't know what game doesn't have eight billion unlocks these days have you played arkham city uh, well yeah yeah okay there's a yeah, lot of riddler a little bit a little bit so yeah, yeah i don't know i i beat hyrule warriors i will give a full review i want to play some of the post game um and i'd like to review it on on the next episode perhaps i'll be able to play some multiplayer with her with my friend blake um before then uh i is it like a story a story mode yeah i completed story is mode that- yeah um, and I okay. I have uh, I have a link. I bought the Link Amiibo on New Year's Day because I think I was still drunk and I walked by a GameStop on the way to brunch and I decided I needed a Link Amiibo because if you tap the if you tap <laughs> the Link Amiibo right. to Hyrule Warriors, it gives you a special weapon for him. And I'm gonna try that out and review that. But it's it's like the most tangible mm. exclusive benefit I have found so far from Amiibo. However, I will say. We did have a lot of fun with Amiibo on New Year's Eve playing Smash Brothers. Yeah. Really? Did you stick it up no, somebody's because, asshole? No, because, all right, computers, like, w- once you've played enough Smash Brothers, you can beat any level 9 computer, right? That's just the way it is. You, you put on a level 9 computer in a four-player match, and nine times out of ten, that computer's not going to win, right? Well, we put on Seamus, 
who is a level 50 Samus Aaron with like plus 150 defense or something ridiculous like that and a slightly improved attack. And we were doing three on one stock three matches and still barely winning against Sheamus. And that's really fun. It's, it was like really fun. I don't know. Like you, you kind of appropriate a personality to this little action figure because you name it and you like train it or feed it or whatever. And like it becomes this like fourth player almost. And it, it was really fun specifically because of the Amiibo. So I I don't know. I, there's something to it. It's still weird. And conceptually, it sounds very bizarre. And you're like, who cares? But I, I don't know. We, Do you feed it the souls of your enemies? Is it the the souls of your enemies that you feed it? I don't think so. Does it eat souls? So there's that. So I have Seamus now, and I have Link, who I named Edge. Because now I'm going to name them all after pro wrestlers. Okay. Because of of course I am. Yeah, of course you are. Because you love wrestling so much. And especially wrestling that's going on right now. You really think it's good. Don't care about... So you might as well just keep... Kind of keep that illusion going, huh? Yeah, and I mean, you're, you're, the, you're the guy. You're the wrestling guy. I'm the. I like the wrestlers. That's a me. It's a. It's a me. A Cody. Hello. That's what you sound like when you talk about wrestling. Is it an illusion or an allusion? I believe I said illusion, and I believe okay. I meant. I believe I meant illusion. Okay. Cool. Uh, are you alluding to something else right now? No, I also got this Triforce lamp that I'm going to hold up for our uh, YouTube audience. And that's actually pretty cool. It's really cool. Blake has one, of course, because he's Blake. But if I hold it at the right angle, it looks like a Triforce is on my face. Like, where, really do you, cool. where do you get that? Uh, I don't know. I pinned it on my Pinterest board, and my sister knew that I had a Things Cody Wants You to Buy Him Pinterest board. Yes, that's real. And she went on it and just clicked the link and ordered it. It's like Etsy or something. I don't know. But it is really cool, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's, it's a little Triforce thing. It's, it's actually Give okay. me my little like my like little nightlight thing. It's it's kind of cool. So anyway, that's that's what I've been up to. I don't I, probably a lot of other stuff, but like it's funny, you know, like right before the holidays, neither you nor I had an extensive amount to actually talk about. And then which I the, think I think with good reason. The holidays are stressful. There's a lot going on, right? So. Well, and so we didn't have time to play video games, but at the same time, now the New Year is here, and now I feel like both of us probably have a ton to talk about because we did play video games. That's true. It's like, did we or didn't we play video games, John? Answer the question. I, I did. So uh, there was a there was a one-month period there at the end of November uh, where I stopped playing all video games save one. Really two, but save one. Uh, and that one game was World of Warcraft. So, I don't know... I don't know what happened. I've talked about World of Warcraft before. I've talked about how I've never had a better uh, a better video game experience than playing World of Warcraft when their first expansion came out. Because I was raiding with a, a guild. I was incredibly active. We were raiding three times a week. I had some legitimately close friends in that guild, and I just the 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 experience I had doing that throughout the, that entire expansion for years. I mean, I'm talking years. I played that game on a daily basis for hours for years. Was incredible, and I'll never have that experience again. There won't be a single player experience ever that that tops that. There probably won't be a multiplayer experience that tops that again. That exists in 
in my lifetime. I'll probably always chase that dragon a little bit. Um, but I think I think this particular experience I had with World of Warcraft has kind of, kind of finally sealed the idea that I'm just never going to have it again. I'm never going to get that experience with World of Warcraft again. So let's let's talk about it. World of Warcraft came out with their fifth expansion, Warlords of Draenor. Um, that's the name of the expansion. Came out um, on, I want to say like November 27th or 28th. And there was an expansion before that called Mists of Pandaria that I completely skipped. It was the first World of Warcraft expansion that I literally didn't play. Of the first four, I just I just didn't play it. Um, and that was because at the end of the third expansion, um, I kind of petered out. Like I just I didn't think the quality of the content was nearly as good, um, and so I just I I wasn't interested kind of at all. So um, war the the buzz around warlords was was good, and and I I don't know what it was, but I had just this really strong urge to play World of Warcraft again. And I think it was just the buzz, the coverage that was surrounding it as it was as it was being covered for the preview stuff for this game, right? Um, so I decided, okay, I am going to resubscribe and I'm going to buy the expansion. And we're just going to kind of see what happens. I mean, I know I've got a kid now. I know I am busy with work, but I'll play with whatever time I have available. So I, I did that. Um, and days where Max was at daycare um, and I didn't have to work that day, for instance, I'd play for a couple of hours. Or at night, I would stay up after Max went to bed. Um, you know, I'd stay up for a couple hours and play. And I played, and I played quite a bit over that first month. And uh, I went from being... Ma- it was the it was the sharpest slope of a of a love affair that I've had with the video game ever. Uh, so the first week I spent saying to myself, "Man, there like there's there's something like special here. Like they've really got it. They really figured it out, um, and they figured out how to get some of the older players back into this game and make it interesting for them." and those changes are awesome. Like, I love this. And then, like, two weeks in, I was at the height of my love affair. I was saying, I, I, like, I'm back for good. This is it. I don't need... I was, I was literally thinking to myself about two weeks ago that I wasn't going to need to buy another video game. Because I had... Ever? World of, right. Because I had World of Warcraft there, and I had Hearthstone on my iPad, both World of Warcraft properties. Uh, and that was going to be enough for me. So um, that was what I was telling myself about two weeks ago. And then about a week ago, so four weeks into this into this love affair, I said, "All right, World of Warcraft. I think I think we need to get a divorce." Is what I said. And that was that. I'm done. Like I'm done. I'm done with it. So I can try to kind of explain to you why I think what happened happened to me. Okay. So okay. Uh, the game starts at level at level ninety. That's where War- Warlords of Draenor starts, and they do what I think is a very smart thing. They give you a, an instant level boost to level ninety for one of your characters. What? Yeah. So and then if you would like, you can pay sixty dollars to level boost any other character to level ninety, and because because Blizzard. When they do things, they do things 
better, I think, better than any other company that makes video games. They basically wipe all of the items of your character and send them to you in the mail, and they outfit you with a completely new set of items in a zone that they have specifically made for new players. So their idea is that you're supposed to be uh, Joe Schmo, uh, not not the Joe Schmo, but a Joe Schmo. Uh, you're supposed to be Joe Schmo coming in off the street, playing World of Warcraft for the first time now. Because if you think about it, if you are uh, a Joe Schmo, and you're saying, you know what? There are there's ten years worth of history of World of Warcraft. How on earth am I ever going to like penetrate this if I want to start playing it now, right? Well, this is their solution to that because honestly, they're, they're, if they made you go through all of the previous content to get to their new content, they would not get any new people to adopt to adopt this game at this point in the in the game's life. Nor would they get many returning players if they skipped multiple expansions. For me, for instance, I skipped Mist of Pandaria, which was five levels worth of content. I would have to go through those five levels on my character before I even started Warlords of Draenor. So I could I could buy this expansion, and then I'd have to go do other content to get to the expansion content that I just bought. This is the first time they've ever done this. And it's genius, legitimately. It's it's a ge- it's a genius move. So and like I said, because Blizzard is the company that they are, they give you in a, a completely new set of gear that is uh, level appropriate to allow you to play in the new zones and still kind of have a, a challenge, but be able to 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 beat the stuff there. Because obviously, a level one character couldn't just go into those areas and do fine, right? So you go through this zone that's meant entirely for a boosted character, and you get done with that, and then you enter your starting zone for your for your faction, either Horde or Alliance. And the very first thing that happens when you get there is you are given access to a garrison. And that's like, the garrison is the big new thing. It's the new hook that they added for, for World of Warcraft for this particular expansion. And what the garrison is, is it's basically a single-player base that operates as Mafia Wars. It operates as Mafia Wars for your own personal city. Mafia Wars the board game or just in general Mafia Wars? Maf- no, no, Mafia Wars the the Zynga iPhone game. Are you serious? So, yeah. So, But they do it in a way that is actually, I think, relatively interesting. Um... Because the rewards that you receive from... You've got a bunch of followers in your garrison. And as you play through this expansion, um, after completing quests in certain zones, as well as completing certain achievements in dungeons, you are given new followers. And followers, just like items in the game, have a rarity. Which is great, because you can randomly get a chance of getting a rare follower who has more abilities, who can go on a, a larger variety of missions. Um, it's a smart way to do it. It makes it so that everybody's garrison is going to be a little bit different. Um, but you're going to take these followers, and these followers can work at various buildings in your garrison to uh, of which you have control. You have control over which buildings you build in your garrison. And the followers can work at those buildings to give you bonuses. Um, 
And I'll give you some examples of that in a second here. Or they can go on these missions. Now these missions, you you literally just click the followers you want to go on these missions. You're given a percent chance that it'll succeed. After a certain time frame, you either succeed or you don't at that mission. If you succeed, you get the reward. If you don't, you don't get the reward. And either way, the followers gain experience and level up. That's it. So that's really the that's really the follow the hook for the followers, right? Um, and then in my garrison, you know, I was a hunter, so I had I I and I was I was a leather worker, so I needed a tannery in my garrison. So one of my small buildings, there are big, medium, and small buildings. One of my small buildings, I, I made a tannery, um, or leather working place, whatever it's called, and um, you have to you have to create work orders to get the leather with which you then use to make items. And the work orders take four hours, just four hours flat. So you're kind of limited by what you can do with the trade skills in the game now. They've changed some stuff. So before, the way that the game worked is if I needed leather, I would go out and skin some animals. And the longer I spent skinning, the more leather that I would get. And I would use that leather to create items. I remember that. From the demo I played. Right. Well, now you have to actually you go out and skin stuff and then you create the leather with which you are going to make the items from these work orders. And the work orders use the leather that you've skinned. So you have to you have to wait four hours in between each piece of leather that you're going to use. And it takes it takes about 100 leather to create an item. It's a long time. So if, if you think about that, you're going to wait. 25, you're going to wait 100 four-hour periods to craft an item. That's like 100 hours. Is that right? No, the the math was close. It's like 400 hours. Dude, that's like almost 1,000. It's closer. It's closer to 100. So, so, and then if a worker is working in that place, you'll actually get two leather per four-hour period. So it actually doubles the amount of leather that you're, that you're crafting thus and then if you do your math um, that brings it down to about three hours until you can craft an item ever so every three hours you get a new item i think that math checks out so um so anyway that, that's just that's way into the minutia of the way the garrison works but the 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 big picture of the garrison is that it it gives you a like a very customizable home base that can do multiple things um, for you, and that you like spend all of your time in outside of playing the game. And then they've got these zones. Okay, they've got five zones that that uh, that will span ten levels for your character. These it's and those zones are basically all single player content. Um, I played through all of them because I got up to level one hundred. Uh, I I got through all of them in probably about five or six days worth of playing. The stories that they told were excellent. Uh, very well crafted, fun. Um, you do you're doing a variety of things. Like Blizzard kind of has the quest structure nailed now in terms of the way they want an MMO to work. Um, so that that was all super fun, and I got there in like five days, and now I'm and now I'm level 100. Uh, and in previous games, um, this is where the game starts, and it's a it's a really cliche thing to say with an MMO, but legitimately, after you hit the maximum level, oftentimes in in, in in MMOs, that is where the game starts, right? So, um, I hit level 100, and I started running dungeons. So that's what has always been 
kind of the standard practice for World of Warcraft. Like, you get there, and then you start to run level 100 dungeons, and you, you build up your gear, and once you build up your gear high enough, you then run heroic versions of those level 100 dungeons. And then after you build up all of your heroic gear, then you're ready to raid, right? So I was running the dungeons, and the dungeons were really good, and then I had this this building in my garrison where people were giving me quests to go into these dungeons and get specific items because it allowed me to get these fun little toys, and that was all really fun, and it, it was all really fun, right? And uh, so I did all those things, and I was running dungeons, and I, I, I noticed that I, I geared up that character very quickly. Um, like, I probably had a full set of gear from dungeons after two days worth of running dungeons. And they've done so, they've done kind of a weird thing where uh, before, you know, every boss dropped, dropped different items, and they still do, and they're based on a loot table that that bo- for items that boss can drop. Um... But at the end of every dungeon now, if you've, if you've participated in the dungeon, you get an item no matter what. So it really speeds the process at which you're gaining items. And that's fine. That's actually, in theory, for somebody like me, that's probably a yeah, benefit. Yeah, right? Isn't that a perk? Because I have, I have far less time to play the game than I used to. However, it is in direct to me it is in direct conflict with their garrison system. So the garrison rewards frequent, frequent, small chunks of time to log in to check your garrison, right? The, the, the dungeon like and raid structure of World of Warcraft rewards sitting down for lengthy periods of time to play the game. So, I found myself at the end, at the end of this Torrid Love Affair, I was having so much fun running these dungeons with this when, when I was sitting down for these lengths of time. I found myself at the end, logging in for 15 to 20 minutes at a time, doing my garrison stuff, which at the end felt like, they, it literally felt like chores. It felt like chores I had to do. It felt like Farmville. To log in... Exactly like Farmville. I had to log in. I had to clear out my queues for all my followers. I had to requeue all my followers. Maybe I had to go mine the ore out of my mine out of on my garrison, or or collect all the herbs out of my garrison, or fish, uh, like do the fishing quest in my garrison, and like that was it. Like that was what my that and and I had maxed out all of my gear from dungeons. I had, I had got all of the carrots on the sticks already within that first month out of the dungeons. And there's always been a there's always been a system in place to make continually running the same dungeons over and over again worthwhile. So, um at least in my experience with the game, I don't know if they changed this in in the last expansion which I didn't play, but in in Wrath of the Lich King for instance, which is their their second expansion and my my personal favorite. There was a system where you would you would accrue points at the end of running a dungeon. And once you so even if you didn't get gear out of that dungeon, you'd accrue points. And once you accrued enough points, you could then buy an item that w- would be an upgrade for your current gear. So it gave you incentive to continually run those dungeons. Now, you are well within your rights to call, come back to me and tell me, 
how can you consider it fun to run the same dungeon over and over again? Like, that's not fun to me. I get that, and I understand that. That That's fine. But the mechanics of the game were fun to me. Are fun to me. And so, like, for me, actually running the dungeons over and over again was an enjoyable experience. It was like a super slow treadmill to work my way up to a piece of gear that I could yeah. that I could get, right? Um, and I recognize that that's not for everybody, and that's totally fine. For you, this new expansion's awesome then, because you got all your gear. If you had any reasonable amount of time to play like I did, you got all of your gear immediately, and you're just, like, ready to go. So now I'm in a situation where really none of this would be an issue if I could raid within the game. So what is a raid? If you've never played an MMO before, a raid is where a large group of people, in this case anywhere from 10 to 25, sit down and they tackle a piece of content that the creators made that's basically a bunch of bosses, right? Bosses with complicated mechanics that you as a large group of people have to work around. To, to complete. And these bosses in these raids will pretty much always drop better gear than whatever it is you're equipped with when you're going into the raid. Especially for the first few times. So, when I was playing the game at, at, at my peak uh, years ago, I raided for three hours, three times a week. Not to mention all of the other times I was playing that game. Um, and that was great because I was in college and I had I could skip classes if I wanted to. And I had nothing better to do with my time. I mean, I could literally schedule my my day around around raiding. Seems about so right. So now... Because, I mean, it they have to be a scheduled thing because you've got multiple people. Like, there's no way that you could just be like, all right, guys, you know, we just happen to all be online right now. Let's just... let's Now is the time. Let's do it. Like that just—that's not—that's right. not a realistic way to do this. Like you have to schedule a time that people are going to meet up to play this this piece of content. So um, you know, raid times for the guild that I was in uh, were two nights a week, uh, t- Tuesdays and Sundays from seven to ten. In theory, that sounds great. Okay, the the problem is is that I can basically not schedule any time for myself anymore in my life until after both my wife and my kid are in bed which which ultimately is is probably around nine o'clock is when nine to nine thirty is when casey will will go to bed right max is in bed at seven thirty eight um be- before that i may be able to sit down but i could never on a consistent basis do that i'm just too i'm i'm, I'm too old i've got too many You're responsibilities too old. now my god i'm too old i've got too many responsibilities now it's just it's not it doesn't work in my life at this point in my life anymore right now, people maybe people with kids that are older than mine can do it. I think because I know that they can because I used to raid with people with with older kids. Uh, but at this point in my life, because Max requires a significant amount of attention, and I just I don't know when he'll go to sleep, and because there's always stuff to do around the house that I need to like be working on with Casey before she goes to bed, I just don't have it. Like I don't have the time to schedule. I Maybe might you can't have stay that... up late because you work an eight to five. Sure, I mean I could stay up late. I would sacrifice my next day, uh, but I could do that. I mean I do that with you every week, so that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but we stay up to like ten. I mean, if you're talking to raid, you're going till midnight. Well, no, there's seven to ten. 
Oh, like they're scheduled. Two. They're scheduled seven to ten. But well, okay, they're scheduled seven to ten. But but um, ba- but what I'm saying is, based on your restrictions, you can't do it. However, let's say they rated after everyone went to bed. Sure, nine that to would, twelve. That would, that would then put you at nine to midnight or ten to one. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so, it's just it. It has become rating has become a thing that is not that is not something I can. I can just fit anymore. So then what else is there? Well, I've completed all of the the other PvE content in the game that I want to do. I've done the world bosses. I've done all of the dungeons. Like, I've basically done everything in the game that I that I want to do in, the, in, in that side of the content. And then there's player versus player, which is where you're actually fighting members of the opposing faction. And to be honest, I don't think it's particularly interesting particularly interesting in World of Warcraft. I don't think it's done terribly well. So it's not really something that I like I want to do on like I want to do for sure when I log in. It's just something I'll do casually, right? Yeah, yeah. So now I'm at this catch 22 where I log in and I log in to do my chores four times a day for 15 minutes a day and I'm not having fun doing them because it's literal like they literally again feel like chores to me. And if I had more time, I don't have content to participate in that interests me. So that's it. Like, I've got nothing to do but chores. I mean, doesn't that, that sounds like a miserable game to you at this point, right? Yeah, you're at an impact. I mean, that's why I kind of groaned when you said Mafia Wars, because, like, that's, it's a Zynga game. Yeah. It's, it's a Farmville. Yeah, and I hit that point. Like, it, before I had maxed out the gear on my character, I, like, every time I logged in, I was like, all right, I'm going to run this dungeon now. Um... And then I'm gonna do, you know, this this. They've they've added some new mechanics with the raid finder thing, um, which, which lets you do some really casual raiding type stuff. Takes basically no time at all. Um, like, I was I was all into all that stuff, but then once I couldn't progress any further on my own, I just didn't have a reason to log back in. And in fact, it actually felt bad to log in because again, it felt like chores. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm just I'm like I was done with it. I just said I just said no. But I can't tell you how passionately I was enjoying that game for a just a brief moment of time. I really was. Like it was really good. And if you if you really like the single player content of World of Warcraft, and either you've played before or you've never played and you want to check it out, there is honestly not a better time to check out World of Warcraft. There really isn't. Because they added all of these great hooks to make it easy for new players or returning players to come in. So, like, now is the time to check it out if it's been a long time since you've checked it out. Or if you've never checked it out and have always kind of been interested. So I can at least give that endorsement to it. But in terms of having legs for a player like me, and keep in mind that that is a very, that is a very important caveat... Because if you are the kind of person that can schedule in that game time and can sit down and you want to raid and do that kind of thing, like, the raids seem awesome. They seem really cool. I've done some research on them just to see what they kind of were. They seem awesome. They're never going to be something I'm going to get to experience. If you're 17 or 18 and living at home and you're in high school and you're listening to this and you like World of Warcraft or you want to check it out, probably go do it. And that's kind of, for me, that's kind of the only thing I got left and I can't do it. So I'm, yeah. That's, they added a lot of really cool stuff. Like, they really did. Like, the fact that you can do... So, so before, 
just to give you an, another example of how they're trying to cater to some 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 new players and some exi- and some existing or like new the returning players. Um, before they would have like tiers of their trade skills that you could craft. So you have to start off with like for a leather worker, for instance, you have to start off with like the the leather from the lowest of the lowly creatures. And then you would have to slowly get better leather from, from higher level creatures and everything. And eventually you would get up to the newest content worth of leather. So like the monsters in Draenor, which is the new expansion, would drop the leather that was needed to create the best and newest patterns of leather working, right? Sure. Now they've just abandoned all that. They say, okay, you can actually... You can actually skin stuff in Draenor and you can do leatherworking in Draenor without ever doing leatherworking anywhere else. Because otherwise, new players would have to go back to all of that old content and just kill stuff to skin it. And it'd be really not fun. So they're just like, alright, you can skin it. It's just, the incentive now is that if your skill in it in that particular trade skill is higher, you get more of, of the thing of which you are creating if you have a higher skill. So like when you skin something... If you're at the maximum skill level, you get one piece of leather from it. If you are at, like, level one skill, you'll skin it, and you'll work on increasing your skill, but you'll get a scrap of leather. And you can combine a bunch of scraps of leather to create one piece of leather. So it just takes you longer to get those trade skills up to to maximum level. But it means that everybody can participate in trade skills from the moment that they start playing. And that's, I mean, trade skills are a, for better or worse, they are a big part of most MMOs. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, so uh, overall, like, I, I don't understand really, I think, fully what happened, other than I just don't think the game's for me anymore. Like, that's that's just the simplest explanation that I can come up with, is it's just not for me anymore. And I think they actually made a pretty good game. But I, I just I just don't think it's for me. So in the in terms of MMOs or in terms of World of Warcraft specifically, it's a good game. Yeah, and that single player content, um, all of those zones that level you from ninety to a hundred, they are really cool. They really made some interesting stories in there, and they really have you doing some fun stuff. It's just kind of after that that they it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of content. That's too bad. Well, I'm sorry that you didn't have a as fulfilling of an experience as you perhaps anticipated, but it Let's sounds like... Let's be honest, it's better this way. Sounds like it's better to have played and then not enjoyed than to never have played at all. And I'll I'll say this, it uh, not playing World of Warcraft allowed me to play both The Swapper and a lot of Binding of Isaac Rebirth, and I will talk about both of those on the next show. Man, Binding of Isaac Rebirth is really good. It's really good. Were you playing a multiplayer? Binding of Isaac? Yeah. No, it's not multiplayer. It's still only single player. <coughs> okay, I saw you and another one of our friends playing at the same time on Steam. No, and there's just a you... lot of people playing it right now. Yeah, and what's the Swapper? We'll talk about the Swapper. The Swapper oh, we'll, is... We'll talk about the Swapper. We'll talk about the Swapper, because that deserves a f- that deserves an entire episode by itself. Well, awesome. Look at us doing shorter episodes. Last year, near the end of the summer, we were hitting like hour and 20, hour and 30 minute podcasts. And they now killed like, me. They killed, they killed, they killed all, all parts of me. All well, parts of me. Well, if we, we get some sponsors, if we get some sponsors and you want me to produce a professionally produced commercial as I do work in radio professionally, 
Uh, I'll, I'll throw together a little thing. Maybe we could throw in a commercial break and actually give ourselves 10 seconds in between, you know, betwixt the midst of these episodes. You know what I'm saying? Are you asking a sponsor right now if they want to sponsor us? Welch's Grape Jelly. That's not a thing that exists. And also... Uh, Welch's Grape it, Juice. What I said doesn't even make really sense because I Welch's wasn't talking Welch's Grape from- Jelly Juice. The majority of this podcast, so I really had a break pretty much the whole time, but whatever. I don't know. It would at least save me from having to listen to you for 30 seconds, and that's sometimes just as valuable as saving my voice. I really could have used some water. I really, I'm, I'm so parched. I always have water with me in the YouTube uh, rendition of this uh, podcast. By the way, uh, speaking of this podcast, we're back to Thursdays. We are back to uh, – I know we, we we transitioned to a Friday post for just like a two-month temporary deal while John figured stuff out. Um, but John has a new job that is a normal people hour job without a constantly shifting schedule. Uh, like like I switched to a few years ago. So now John and I are both in the world of like quote-unquote real people jobs, eight to five kind of a deal. So uh, we can consistently actually record when I want us to and uh, post Thursdays. So we're back to Thursdays. Yeah, I started this job this week, and this is the second night in a row that I have come home at like a normal time. And it's really weird to have all of these hours at night. Like It's not something I'm used to because I'm used to working – into the night. So it's very weird. It's it's going to take some getting used Wait, to. Well, here's what you do. So Monday night, you can go home, put on the USA Network, and watch Monday Night Raw. And then Tuesday is Agent <clears throat> Carter or whatever that new Marvel show is. I don't know. My friend's into it. And then Wednesday is probably something. South Park, I think, whenever their season's on. And then uh, Thursday is probably some TV. And then Friday Night SmackDown. That's what you do every night with your life. Oh, I bought Stick of Truth. I'm going to have to start that this weekend. You know, I almost got it, but I realized it's going to go on sale again and still haven't touched most of my games. Uh, on on my immediate queue is still actually beating Wonderful 101 Transistor, which I still haven't played, and like half a dozen games I've gotten in indie bundles or gifted from you that I haven't even – like I didn't even know the names of them. Hey, let's you and me make a pact here. We'll play Transistor at the same time. That'll be a good one where we can talk about it together because I really want to play that game Okay, as well. cool. You heard it here first, uh, listener, so there's that. So maybe in March. I mean, How's I don't know. Of- I have a lot of Smash Brothers to play. It's like six months yeah. away. Uh, uh, math doesn't Yeah, uh, my friend Blake also lent me Kid Icarus Uprising on Nintendo 3DS. So I'm excited to play my first. That gives you another, that gives you another game to play on the truck. Car. Bus. Car. I've been trying to read more. I don't know. Reading is kind of fun. Airplane. So you know, sometimes I just can't with you. I really, I really can't. I don't know how to read. <laughs> 